0: Here we are again. We are here. We are here. Like we've, we were on like the good momentum gerbil wheel and now we've fallen off and we're getting back on the other one, which is like, I'm not getting up in the morning anymore. And the only way, like I said to this athlete, I'm like, the only way that this is going to change is like when that impulse to stay in bed and not get up or not go to bed at night and stay up too late is right there it's you and you, and you have to overcome that to make this change. There's no other way. You have to get through this in order to make the change, or you're going to have these great momentum, momentum falls, great momentum, momentum falls, and then everything just stays the same. And so I said, you know, you, and also you have to want this, Like I can see that you're powerful and I want this for you, but that's not, that does nothing. We can talk all day about it, but it does nothing and you have to want it. Like we have to be, we have to have the desire to live the life that we desire, whatever we identify, right? Health, wealth, whatever it is. But then we have to have the discipline to stay the course with sustained enthusiasm, whatever that looks like on a day.
1: If you don't love it, if you're not enjoying it, if it doesn't light you up, if if you don't like that middle space, that 80% in the middle with the 10% on either side, if you don't like really get curious about what it is you do like, like what is it you do love? Um, we are here for a very short time, very short time on this earth school, very short time. We got to find out what it is that lights us up. And if we... If, Right now, you're like, I don't know what lights me up. Start having experiences. Put yourself out there and have experience after experience after experience. Go to like a, a trail two towns over or drive an hour to go to a restaurant. Like expand your your bubble. Be be more expansive in experiences. Go take that trip that maybe you quite can't afford, but you found a way to, to make it happen. And... Immerse yourself in more experiences because you're going to give yourself the chance to find out what it is that you are passionate about.
0: Welcome back to the Yogi Tour Athlete Podcast. I'm Jess. I'm here with BJ. And this is our June 2023 installment of the O Show. Welcome, BJ. It's good to be here. It's a beautiful afternoon here in Southern California. The the marine layer, oh. the marine layer has burned off. It's been burning <laughs> off. Uh, number one, it's been burning off. So that's that's a big um, up level. And two, it's burning off like earlier. So I've got a sunset. It's a Wednesday, and I teach a sunset class on the beach at six p.m. And man, those yogis have just been just coming and being grateful and and practicing under the the gray sky. And last week we had an incredible sunset class, like meaning the sun was out and it was dropping and it was setting. And I feel like tonight's going to be similar. So I love this. I love this teaching down on the beach. And this community that I teach to, so if you're ever in Carlsbad, Oceanside, Encinitas, any of these beach communities, come on up to Carlsbad Beach, come take class Saturday, Sunday mornings, and then Wednesday evenings. I just, I love it. Um, I love this community. And it all trickles down from the top. You know, the guy who kind of started the whole thing, Dennis, uh, he's just, he's so cool. He sends us texts all the time about how much he appreciates us and how we're awesome and yeah, so I get to do that tonight. It's a beautiful night.
1: Sun is shining. People are going to be happy. They're going to be down on the beach without puffies for yoga this week.
0: So would you find out about the marine layer this week?
1: I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I thought I did. But the one thing that did stick was that we're under 6,000 feet <laughs> of marine layer. <laughs> 6,000 feet. Um, was it last week? Two weeks ago, we went up to the top of Palomar, which is at 5,000 feet. And we were were probably about 4,500 feet up. You could finally have some sun. And you looked down in the valley all the way to the coast, because we're 50 miles inland at that point. It was just socked in with clouds. It It was was actually a pretty epic view.
0: It was beautiful. It was such a cool uh, position of nature to see that marine layer coming in 50 miles inland, which sometimes the marine layer is like, we can go two miles up the road and have sun at Monroe Street Pool. But this marine layer has been legit, and it's the it's just the whole weather system that's moving through. We were talking a little bit about it to Meditator Bob yesterday, about like, it's just, she's just cycling through. She's just cycling through something. And just like our bodies, she's organizing back to a homeostatic state and you know part of this marine layer and the winter we had here and um is all a part of that seeking the balance
1: it really makes you appreciate where you are like where we are in the sunny days that come it makes me more appreciative and grateful i see myself getting caught up though at times in like oh my god i just want the sun to be out um but when those moments happen and I know you, you experience this too when we're in the pool and the sun starts to break through and you're like seeing those glimmers in the bottom. Makes it makes it all worth it.
0: Yeah. So you just got off the bike. What was your workout?
1: Yeah, I like to do workouts right before a podcast. I really do.
0: Yeah, you're a makes- better podcast host when you <laughs> work out beforehand. I'm always like, please do something.
1: I just literally got off the bike. So I'm in this block here where I'm doing three days straight of some good riding, cycling on the trainer, three one-hour sessions. And this is my week two of doing that. And so today, just got off the bike. It was six times three minutes at at uh, FTP, right at Threshold. Uh, on four minutes easy rest, so not too not too bad, but there's six of them, and it also compounds with the over unders I did yesterday, and then tomorrow when I have the steady state uh sweet spot work um, yeah, really, really feeling good on the bike i think I think uh just to give you a little insight, like the past two weeks, things have definitely shifted, you know in my body. In my training, in my focus, I don't know what it is. Maybe rest, maybe pillar performance, maybe the right stuff, uh, nutrition. Maybe just patiently waiting for it to arrive.
0: Well, it's all of it, right? The cycling challenge, the eight days of yoga, it all all of it counts. There's nothing gets dismissed, right? All the good choices, all the poor choices, nothing gets dismissed. Um, but it seems like you're, you're feeling good. Training's clicking now.
1: Yeah. And especially on the run too. actually being able to run 29.9 miles last week, which was wonderful to just stop right there. If you know, if you know me, um,
0: so what do you have going on for goals? Like what's a goal for you this year?
1: Yeah, it's kind of wavered a little bit in terms of, you know, I've been looking at things, trying to be entertained, I guess. But the one thing that sticks steady is to win my age group in Santa Cruz. And uh, just keeping it at that. There's plenty of things to interrupt that. You know, Ironman, uh, shorter distance races, travel. There's all these things that have floated around in my planning but the one thing that sticks straight is just to stay focused, stay stay focused on the goal this year, and not you know things can can shift a little bit side to side, you know, in that bumper zone in that the rumble strip zone. But the focus is to win major group at Santa Cruz. So I'm targeting a half Ironman, which I really haven't done fully. I've always done them to prepare for an Ironman. So this one just there's nothing between me right now and. Santa Cruz, September 11th.
0: Just like a one-pointed focus and do you feel like with a one-pointed focus like that there's the mind's kind of like, "Ah, oh, it's not enough. I should do something else." Like it's Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, constantly. <laughs> constantly. <laughs> well, if I do well the that $75 credit came out from Ironman, I'm like, "Oh, I got to do another Ironman." And then the all-world athlete status is based on three Ironman races and I'm only doing two. So there's all these things that vie for my attention, but it's really, it's a really powerful practice to just witness all of this stuff. Like a cloud appear and just float by, appear and just float by, not hanging, on to the cloud. Like that's the last cloud I'll ever see. Stay the course, stay the course, see all these things and witness them all. Be an observer of all of those wanting to have more, to do more. And, um, being okay with just that one goal actually I have two goals I want to summit Palomar 50 times and I'm eight times in <laughs> so we've got a
0: lot of work to do <laughs> but that's a great goal to like to go for like go for that goal you know go for that goal and
1: um, September 10th well, is you 17th. had recently
0: listened to a podcast and you had talked was it Pete Sampras? you had talked about how he was like, I'm, I'm willing to, Oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah. That
0: was a great podcast. Like, I'm just thinking about that. You're just like, okay, I want to win my age group. And you're really focusing on running, but then biking also, because you need to be fit on the bike and able to, to be able to run. But then of course you've got the swim, but then you've got this 50 uh, cents you're eight in and it's, you know, mid June, but it's like, go for it. Right. And what's the worst that's going to happen. You're going to, you're going to fail. You're not going to yeah. Do it. But be, I, I feel like the failure can be in the process. I feel, right? Be willing
1: to win and be willing to fail.
0: Yeah, that's what he said.
1: I'm willing to win and I'm willing to fail. So he's willing to do both. He's not attached to either one. He, he knows that he's going to come out of, out of it with something. Maybe a medal. Maybe it's just a learning. It's something about yourself. And that's the place that I like to play in. Willing to fail is scary at first, really scary at first. But if you embrace it, get to know it, see that it gets a bad rap, you're constantly learning.
0: What do you think about failure of success, though? What do you feel about that? Do you feel like that's a real thing?
1: I feel it's a real thing. I can't, I don't know if I can speak to it personally. I don't know if I've had you that. You
0: haven't had like, Oh my God, this is like too good. It's getting too good. Like, Ooh, something's going to happen. It's too good to be true. Have you had that?
1: I can't, I can't recall Hmm. you.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Just like, Oh my God, like this manifesting thing, like it works. Like if you stay disciplined and you keep single focus and you nullify doubt and you are the master of, you know, the thoughts that you're indulging along the way, like we really can create anything in this in this life for our life and um there's a little bit of like oh my god like this works it's happening and it feels really powerful and then there's almost like a little bit of like cuz there's a, a I guess a non safety I think like we're hardwired in this big expansion of of growth in life at least the expansion that I'm going after in life it's risky, you know, to do big things. And, and so I think that that fear comes up against like the success of it all.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think. Yeah. I'm just trying to think. No, you don't, don't have
0: to have, a, it's fine not to have a personal experience with fear of success. I know I've definitely come up against it, but it's, I guess it's no different for me than fear of failure because it's all just in the mind anyway.
1: I think I have more of that the fear of the failure yeah, i have been think, conditioned to have that more in my life in the past.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I've had, it's funny how that yeah, kind of have like yeah, opposite totally. experiences, but, um, but anyway, it's all in the mind anyway. Right. It's so what, it's you and you. It's, it's
1: your lens that the filter that you're looking through. Yeah. It, that's really what it is. Do you, do you, well, it comes down to, do you believe in yourself or do you not?
0: Are you ask me a question. Sure. Yes, I do. I do believe in myself.
1: Would you bet on yourself?
0: Oh my God, a hundred over over anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I would bet on myself for sure. <laughs> for sure.
1: I've been thinking I've been thinking about that as I'm doing this re- as I'm returning to to movement more consistently. Like I bet on me. I bet on my. I bet on my. Discipline, determination, and desire to constantly be better. I, I bet on me a, hun, a million times to get me to that point.
0: It reminds me of like uh not too long ago we were making like we needed to open up some cash flow in like the the business and things like that and so we actually made an investment in the business and we were asking meditator Bob who is uh teaches us a thing called spiritual accounting and um we were like yeah but everyone says you shouldn't put your money in the business and he was like why not if you're not going to bet on yourself who's going to bet on you like it starts with you do you believe in this business? We're like, yeah. They're like, he's like, do you you believe in yourselves and your ability to take this, you know, as far as it can go? Yes. Okay. Then why wouldn't you? And then just set up a little plan and pay yourself back and pay yourself back with interest. So not only are you betting on yourself and you're, you're solidifying your belief in yourself and your confidence in yourself, you're actually not even, you're making money on yourself through this investment. And that made so much sense to me
1: makes sense to me. I don't see any other way. I don't see any other way.
0: Mm. Existence bliss.
1: Oh yeah, Bob talked about that yesterday.
0: <laughs> existence bliss, like why would we focus on anything other than existence bliss, like the highest state of existence of, of living. And in order to to get to these higher states like we have to navigate all this stuff and this doubt. But I think what happens is we, we actually believe that this this stuff is us and who we are. You know, my worry, my anxiety, my fear, my whatever, my, my, my. And I think we pin ourselves into these behaviors and then thoughts go with it. And there's no space between like who we are and who's running, who. I should be running the show and all the thoughts about what's happening in life and the things that are disappointing and exciting in life. And just that constant commentary. I think I was thinking about this earlier that we get tangled into that and we believe not only that it's true, but it's who we are.
1: Becomes our identity.
0: Weren't you just recently talking to, I love when you tell me stories about talking to new athletes or prospective athletes, and didn't you drop something on the call like, you're not your thoughts? And the athlete was like, okay, I'm going to have to like sit with that for a while. But I believe this person was coming to us because they want, they're craving this Mm -hmm. mindset piece. But that's a really pretty big thing to contemplate is this idea that we are not our thoughts thoughts are not personal. We are not our thoughts. That's actually, I'm saying two different things there. We're not our thoughts is one. Two is thoughts aren't personal. They're actually universal.
1: Yeah. Cause you and I've had the same thoughts. I mean, millions of people have had similar thoughts.
0: Well, in, and so like these inspirations, I guess we could take it here. Like these inspirations that we have in life, you know, I, I always think about that book that Elizabeth Gilbert wrote Big Magic and I think I've talked about this on the podcast before where she had this very specific idea for a book and you know she was a, she is a writer and she's had more no's and more failures than you know anybody would w- want to entertain in their life and she's had some great successes as well and she had this very specific story, right down to the characters and how they fall in love and what their jobs are. And she just drags her feet and never writes the book. And then years later, she's having lunch with like one of her writing icons, like mentors. And the mentor lady saying like, Hey, I'm writing this, I'm writing this new book and basically explains the entire book to her that she never wrote. And it was very, very specific. And that's just something that I've been taught in evidence in somebody else's life that when we get these inspirations, they're not personal, but they're being drawn to you for a reason. There's an alignment there. And the moment a desire is born, all of the mechanics to bring that into manifestation is also born at the same time. But if you don't act on it, it's moving on. It's going to, it's not, it's a universal inspiration. It's universal thoughts and it will move on to that next person that's in alignment with bringing something like that into creation.
1: Yeah. I remember that story. It, it totally makes, it makes sense. You got to act on it. You got to act on it because everybody else is, there's a yogi traffic. people are thinking about this stuff. They're like thinking about putting, incorporating mindfulness into job Uh, you know, jobs and workplaces and
0: I already did it.
1: Yeah. Right. (laughs) 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 You just Um, gave me the buzzer.
0: Is there been something that you can remember in your life when you're just like right on that edge of being like, okay, I'm going to take this leap or, but you can also see the other side where you're like, I could also just stay and just be a little bit more safe.
1: I'm sure there has been. I'm sure there has been maybe Maui. You know, the yoga retreat before Kona? Explain more. Well, just, you know, it's not the typical traditional lead up that I've had before in Ironman, going on a, you know, six day, five day yoga retreat. And yeah, I mean, normally I would want to be resting. Of course, yoga is resting. (laughs) But I mean, we think we did two rigorous practices a day It was just different. It was just different. So the mind was like, ah, it'd be easier if I just, you know, stay home and then just fly over later just for the race, do the race. Um, But there's plenty of instances every day that that happens. When I do intervals in the pool, you know, it is always like, should I just, should I do as the set prescribed? Do I do the full 10 reps? Do I modify And there's, you're always butt up against moments like that. And if you're not awake or aware to them, then you're always going to default to what's comfortable.
0: So how do you navigate those moments knowing you've got this goal in mind? Like, and I guess we're coming full circle back to like discipline, right? Which do we even talk about? I know we were talking about it before we started this podcast. Have we talked about discipline yet? Okay. Well, we're talking about discipline now. Um, staying disciplined to the goal in those moments where it's like, well, should I do this? Should I not do the whole session? What, what brings you into that? Like, do you go that big and say, okay, what's the goal and what's going to benefit me the most today based on how I feel? Okay. What do you do then?
1: I just shift to, I I detach from whatever the time is. So for example, if I'm trying to hit a, a a pace in the pool, like a one twenty-five, right? I did. I try not, I, I don't try. I do. I just shift away from that thought. I say, I'm just going to go start. I'm just going to start it and hit, hit the interval until I can't hit it. And I just keep going and going. And most often I'm never, you know, not hitting the interval or it's in the last few that I'm not hitting the interval. So I just, re- I release attachment to the outcome basically.
0: And how does it feel? Like, what does a workout feel like? when you release the attachment?
1: So much relief and joy and happiness.
0: So yeah. how, where does discipline play in with that? Like
1: The discipline comes in when you continue to move forward into the swim set. The discipline is absent when you get out of the pool or you trash the workout entirely and just go swim like uh, a thousand, just swim straight.
0: Yeah, you should just get in the car and go home at yeah. that point. Do some yoga. Yeah. Get, get, get yourself back into the moment.
1: That's where the discipline is absent, in my opinion. The discipline is there when, you, when you, you're committed. You show up. You, you, you execute. Maybe not to the T the that the workout was prescribed, but you're pretty close. And you gave yourself a chance. You know, like How do you know you're going to hit the 10th interval if you can't even get past the first interval? You don't. You got to do that first one. You don't. You don't. You don't know. You just know. <laughs> don't
0: know. Um,
1: Does that answer the question? Yeah.
0: It, no, I, I, I like that because as I was asking that question, I was like, I wonder if he's going to have an answer for this because it's a little vague about how discipline plays in, but you answered it perfectly. Um, and I think like backing the truck up even a little bit more, when, you're, when we're in these moments where the mind is like, boom, 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 like maybe I should cut it short. Maybe I should do this. Maybe I should just swim a thousand. Maybe I should do just stop just stop because you're you're in a you're in the vritti you're in the whirlpool of thoughts you're in the chitta vritti which is the the fluctuations of the mind stuff you're in that and you're just being like whipped around like you're on a tilt-a-whirl at like the low-grade carnival that came to town like you want to get off that ride so stop there's no intuition. There's no, Oh, it must be a sign. There's no, it's none of that. Stop, stop. Um, if you're thinking about anything, you're not in intuition. So you can just cancel that out right away. Um, and I think sometimes the best plan is just like, what was the plan when I got here? I'm just going to go back to that and just move forward. Like you said, and X,
1: what I've found in the years that I've done this, because I've gotten out of the pool many times and just you know left, of course. But over the years, there's that groove, that groove you 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 wear in your brain. And once you start completing workouts, like just completing the workout, maybe not exactly how it's supposed to be in terms of time and you know intervals, but you complete the workout. Now you're starting to complete the workout. Your yes becomes yes. You completed it. Now, whoa, this is where your fear of success may come in because now you're completing workout after workout after workout and you're like, wow, I've, I've done like three months of all my workouts. I really am I'm, I'm kind of fearful of what's going to happen on race day because it could be, it, this is just too good. This is just too good. The well, momentum is just too strong. Yeah,
0: right you're now. turning into a really successful person and that's... Like the absence of the doubt and the low self-esteem and the guilt and the other things that hold us back, which for whatever reason, there's a, there's a comfort level there, which just keeps us at mediocre, which is more acceptable.
1: Well, because also we practice mediocre. So we're comfortable with it. We know it. The groove is worn in mediocre. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I don't. That word is like know, great. It sounds like you know, like a runny egg right now, like uh, mediocre, yeah. like oh yeah. <laughs> it's not good enough. Is not enough. I don't think. No, I agree. Well, it's reminding me of this. Actually, I just found it in the book, the um, the wisdom of slowing down. It's been a while since I've read from a book here on the podcast. It's called Take Your Time, The Wisdom, Wisdom of Slowing Down by Eknath Aswarin, which was one of our teacher's teachers. Um, Eknath is like a um, highly respected teacher of meditation and an authentic guide to spiritual living. He's a pretty amazing dude. But he talks about, in this book, chapter four, he talks about um, being a hero. What is it called? There's, this, there's a saying in India, a hero at the beginning right and i think this is where we find a lot of like the fizzling out is the is the inability to stay the course and it really is the discipline and some of us just have really strong disciplines and others need to work for it and even those who do have strong disciplines like sometimes you got to work for it too you know it doesn't mean that every workout's easy not at all like you got to stay the course staying the course means stay the course it doesn't mean stay the course once and then don't stay the course like it means for the rest of your life you're staying the course and that's a huge that's the journey right but the hero at the beginning and I love this so he says Look at what happens with most of us when we start a fitness program. We see some show on TV over the weekend and we're filled with enthusiasm. We get expensive shoes and a fashionable outfit and go to bed Sunday night with the alarm set to go off early for a half an hour run before a good nutritious breakfast. Like intention is like we're all sat there, right? And And for the week, the schedule works perfectly. We have a keen appetite after the run, enjoy a nourishing breakfast and feel invigorated for the rest of the day all week long. It's Saturday morning, dawns, and the alarm goes off, and we're tired and we're sore. And after all, it's Saturday. There's no clock to punch at work. What does it matter if we run a little later today? It's rather boring, and anyhow, rest is important, too. By the time we wake up an hour or two later, the sun is high and we remember we have a number of things we need to do. There really isn't much time for a run. It's almost 11 when we get to breakfast. Since it's Saturday, we allow ourselves a sweet roll and three cups of strong coffee to get going. By afternoon, serious difficulties have set in. Someone has lent us an old paperback on UFOs, and it's just been lying around. It doesn't look particularly elevating, but we really should glance at it before we give it back. Remarkably, it proves rather gripping. After a few pages, we settle down on the couch and get into a comfortable reading position on our back. There's a package of cookies on the table. We take one, or two, or three while we read. It won't hurt. They're only cookies. One or two won't hurt. Eventually, we realize that our hand is scraping the bottom of the bag. In fact, only one cookie remains. We're not particularly hungry anymore, but we might as well eat it. We go on reading, and soon we have fallen asleep. We wake up just in time for dinner. All in all, not such a good day for our fitness program, but it's better than the following day when we can't even seem to rouse ourselves out of bed at all. We have a phrase for this in India. It's called a hero at the beginning and it's when I was just talking to an athlete about this, like last week, I was like, here we are again. We are here. We are here. Like we've, we were on like the good momentum gerbil wheel. And now we've fallen off and we're getting back on the other one, which is like, I'm not getting up in the morning anymore. And the only way, like I said to this athlete, I'm like, the only way that this is going to change is like when it's, when that, impulse to stay in bed and not get up or not go to bed at night and stay up too late is right there. It's you and you, and you have to overcome that to make this change. There's no other way. You have to get through this in order to make the change, or you're going to have these great momentum, momentum falls, great momentum, momentum falls, and then everything just stays the same. And so I said, you know, you have, And also you have to want this. Like I can see that you're powerful and I want this for you, but that's not, that does nothing. We can talk all day about it, but it does nothing. And you have to want it. Like we have to be, we have to have the desire to live the life that we desire, whatever we identify, right? Health, wealth, whatever it is. But then we have to have the discipline to stay the course with sustained enthusiasm, whatever that looks like on a day. Yeah, but you, something just
1: sparked. yeah, I the, t- totally. Um, it was it was a quote from that coach, the tennis coach.
0: Oh, what did he say?
1: He said um, every player has a handful of great matches during their career and a handful of garbage. The rest is who you are. Show me who you are in the middle.
0: Oh, oh, oh! I'm so not you. Anacone. You had said that to me the other day. Yeah, that is really, that's a massive thing to contemplate, you guys. In between setting the goal and reaching the goal, those aren't that's who, who you are. are. That's, that's Right a, in the middle is who you are.
1: So in this hero's, what is it, hero? Hero at the beginning. Hero at the beginning. That's, you know, that's the, basically the wins, right? And then the losses is at the end. It's like you you've you've, you've not you haven't successfully completed another training plan or whatever fitness plan. What what is in the middle is really what you are. That's what consumes the most of your time. It's going to test you the most. It's going to interact with your daily life. So a lot of things may seem mundane and get boring. I was thinking about this in in teaching yoga uh, today. Like a lot of what we do is very rep, rep, repetitive. Um, it's flow it's you immerse yourself in it it's almost like it's almost like you're not even thinking because it, you're just in it right flow that is you repeat that a lot <laughs> repeat that a lot and that's where you're going to enjoy most of your existence here on this planet i think we focus too much on the the wins and the losses and we 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 really miss this chunk of stuff yeah. that's in Who the middle. Who are you?
0: Who are you? Like, are you sustained energy? Are you lazy? Are you lethargic? Do you buy into this? Like, well, rest is important. Well, let's look. Like, is are you tired because your energy is dropped and it's low because of the lack of activity? Is it uh, a tiredness from a lot of activity, which? Sometimes means you need to get up and move again. Active recovery. Like, who are you in that space in between? I think that's huge. Like, is it steady? Is it disciplined? Is it calm? Is it high? Is it low? Is it health, sickness, happy, sad? Is it a lot of extremes? Is it a lot of picking up the ball and then dropping it? That's a lot of energy. That's a lot more energy expended than just staying steady down the center. And I think it all comes to training the mind because that mind is what's going to be like, oh, I'm going to find this other whatever yoga person or this other. This is the
1: guided meditation that I need to be listening to. This is the one right here no, this is the one, this is the one I need to watch.
0: Yeah. Or like, Oh, where's that one that I did? And I had that deep minute. Oh, where is that? And then 15 minutes later, you haven't found the guided meditation. And then you're like, Oh, well now I don't have time to meditate or run. So it's also, I think looking at what you're doing and are you passionate about it? Like, does it, does it, does it sing to you? And if it doesn't, sometimes that I think that needs a closer look. Like, are you just bored with it? Are you not wanting to stay the course and do the work? Or is it really something that like is taking away time from something else that makes your heart sing and whatever that is, go and do that. Are you in love with the idea or really like, do you love the thing that you're doing?
1: Not to blast quotes all over the place, but I will add another (laughs) one here.
0: We're going to read from books and blast quotes all day long.
1: Since uh, you mentioned Jobs, the movie, um, one of my favorites.
0: Um, I was just watching that today.
1: Yeah. Uh, Steve Jobs said this. uh, It has got to be something that you're passionate about because otherwise you won't have the perseverance to see it through. So if you don't love it, if you don't love it, if you're not enjoying it, if it doesn't light you up, if, if you don't like that middle space, that 80% in the middle with the 10% on either side, if you don't like really get curious about what it is you do like, like what is it you do love? Um, we are here for a very short time, very short time on this earth school, very short time. We got to find out what it is that lights us up. And if, if right now you're like, I don't know what lights me up, start having experiences Put yourself out there and have experience after experience after experience. Go to the, go to like a, a trail um, two towns over, or drive an hour to go to a restaurant. Like expand your your bubble. Um, be be more expansive in experiences. Go take that trip that maybe you quite can't afford, but you found a way to to make it happen, and. Immerse yourself in more experiences because you're going to give yourself the chance to find out what it is that you are passionate about.
0: And that's the life that we all truly want to live. You know, that's the life that we all truly want to live. But but get on to yourself. We all have to get on to ourselves too. Because we can also be like, oh, I want to do this because this makes my heart sing. But then... Who you are in the middle is the same. So it's the who you are in the middle that needs work. Um, but when you're directing it in a way that it is something that you enjoy, not every day is going to be easy, but do it anyway.
1: Well, that's where the passion comes in.
0: Because when we don't let our yes be yes, right? When we say, I'm going to do this race. oh, I didn't train for it. I'm not going to do this race. We'll just use that as an example. And we do that time and again and we do that time and again and we, and we practice that and we do it in so many different ways in our life. We say we're going to do something and then we're like, Oh, why did I say that? And then we're trying to get out of it or, you know, we show up and we're not doing it with a pure mind or a pure heart. Um, All of these things add up, everything counts. And so then there's that race that you really want to do and you're so excited and everything is lined up and then the flights get canceled and you can't go. What we fail to see so often is that all those times we said that we were going to do something and we didn't do it, we were creating circumstances to play out in our future that would not allow us to do the things that we really wanted to do. So when we say we want to do something and then we don't do it, we don't let our yes be yes. And there's going to be times where our yes is not going to be yes. But every single time that you can do that, do that. Be true to your word and you'll see that more opportunities in life have a wider girth. It's easier to get to them. It's more flow and travel. But we fail to see like when things go awry that we were the creators of those those experiences playing out. Every single thing counts. So... I was just talking to somebody, an athlete, about this today. Like, When we think like, oh, I just can't get a break, give yourself a break. Let your next yes be yes, and you will begin to live a life in a direction where why can't I just get a break is just words that aren't even relevant. But we have to burn off all of the results of past actions. So even five years down the line of being steadfast and disciplined and staying the course, you might still be off-gassing some of those results, and that's fine. Stay the course anyway. Keep going. We came here to enjoy life, not as a fleeting emotion, not as a Friday night, but like always.
1: Yeah, that all, that all. that's all perfect. 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 I think that describes a lot of people
0: well, I mean I used to do it like it's I'm spe- I speak from experience yeah
1: I mean a lot of well, everything that we talk about well speak for me is from experience like what's happened?
0: Well, you said something the other day we did um we've been doing these fifteen minutes because it's less than one percent of your day shows on Instagram live, and you were talking about Kona that you had this um, you had this dream to do Kona and it took all these years, and you know you learned a lot and all of that. And, um, something that I didn't share cause we only had 15 minutes was like all those years that you wanted to qualify for Kona. And I think I've talked about it on this podcast before I always had a fear, like, oh my God, it's going to be so expensive. We're not going to have money for it. Like, how are we ever going to afford it? And that was like, that was slowing down the momentum. That was like a roadblock in your ability to get to Kona. Like, I participated in that for sure. And then it was really funny because when the time came and you did, everything went on a credit card. We didn't really have the money to go to Kona and get a place on a Leahy Drive, but we did have great credit and we got a 0% credit card. And when we just, we get to pay that down. But what, What I could have missed if I wasn't like awake to this was like, oh hell, of course you didn't have the money because you just practiced 20 years of being scared of this very thing happening and not having the money. I created all of that. I can't wait to go back so that I can see like, okay, what, How is this improved? Like, what am I still off gassing here? Like, how has my mindset influenced this ability to, to create these things in a way that um, feels smoother and don't require 0% credit cards? But I, I thought that was just really funny. I was like the very thing that you didn't want, like you have. And the thing was, it, it wasn't even a big deal. I didn't think, I didn't have any fear around it. I was so grateful. I was like, yeah, we can do it with this. Let's do it.
1: Yeah, I was just I was just thinking backtrack to even how I got the spot for Kona. Like even all the evidence that was not really adding up all of a sudden just presented itself. Remember how injured I was? Like I wasn't even able to move the body. You just
0: you just did a series of things in the fall that got you really cold, and I think you were just like frozen. I think you were frozen for a couple months and your body was just not working very well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely put my body through the wringer, but, uh, like, I'm kind of laughing as you were talking about the topic just before that was, was when we hear, I just need to read the book about how to change the habit that I've created that isn't, you know, helping me. I just need to read about it. I need to read about, you know, waking up at 4am and how to do that. You don't. Um. It's just, another, it's just another thing in the way. Just wake up at 4 o'clock. There's an alarm, this thing that people created. You set the alarm, and you set it to 4, and you get up at 4.
0: Well, in, in those moments, it's you and you.
1: Yeah, it's you and your mind. So the it's work is an inside job. Back to the inside. Oh my God, we're talking so many.
0: It's you and you. Like you got to stand up to yourself. If you can't stand up to yourself, who are you going to stand up to in this in this life? It's like, so true. It's just when that alarm goes off, it's me and me. Is like, that
1: book like going to come alive and like smack you on the head and wake you up at 4 a.m.? It's not. It's not. It's just going to be sitting in the bookcase next to wake up at 5 a.m. Wake up at 3 a.m. <laughs>
0: Wake up at 3 a.m. Two <laughs> percent of people wake up at 2 a.m. Oh my gosh!
1: Uh, existence
0: bliss. Uh, I just have a note here from Bob yesterday. Anything less than existence bliss is a, is um, a degradation of experience. So it's a it's a degraded experience to have anything but existence bliss. Hmm. I like that he has such high standards, like that. Yeah, I wouldn't want a teacher that had standards anything no. lower than existence bliss. And if you're working with me, that's my standard too. So, existence bliss, people. Um, yeah. All
1: right, we, we got to um, okay.
0: We this what? has been great. This has been great.
1: So we've ta- we touched upon a little bit about manifestation. Yes. And so you, you know, wrapped us into you know the buzz around. Um, yogi Trathi headquarters the past i'd say 10 days (laughs) has been this uh retreat that you're doing it's it you put it out there on the podcast you had people chime in you did your due diligence you got on the phone you've been talking with them you've kind of um done all the research you got feedback and now it's coming to fruition so What is happening? (laughs) Because I've listened to so many things that are in process or have been in process or going to be in process. Where does everything stand with this epic adventure that you're
0: Yeah, so we're pursuing. going to the Galapagos. Two months ago on the O Show, you guys, I dropped this thing about doing a yoga adventure in 2024. I actually didn't even have the date. I just said I thought it was going to be 2024, maybe 2025, although that felt really far away. Um, that was probably a little like safety thing, like, oh, this is too big. Um, and you guys voted. Thank you so much. Uh, and I called you to form on that because Galapagos won. And, uh, I sent, uh, a week ago, I guess it was a week ago yesterday, you know, after months of feeling into it and, you know, taking the next step and then taking those three weeks in Costa Rica to be fully in Costa Rica and fully on that retreat and coming back and, um, you know, letting travel yogi know, Makila and Jen, like, all right, let's do it. We're going to the Galapagos. And, uh, asked for a week in June. Looked at, you know, what's the greatest time to go? Uh, there really is no bad time to go, but June is one of um, one of their favorites. I asked them too. They've been running this trip now for ten years. It's their OG yoga adventure. And, um, yeah, I put it out there, uh, last Tuesday to basically a small email of people who had voted, who had along the way said like, let me know I'm in those kinds of things. So I sent it out to them, people who just inquired like what's going on with Galapagos. And um, two, actually three of those people have signed up. It was a lot of activity this weekend. It was a little bit of like Gordon Gecko of the Galapagos, like putting people in rooms, doing deals. Okay, you get over here in this room. And it was really exciting. I had a lot of fun with it. And at this point, we have one couple's room left. So there's one bed in there for a couple. And that is in, uh, so we stay on this amazing property. There's two villas. One of the villas has two bedrooms. There's two women in there now, one of which is my sister and the other, which is um, Coach Liz, who used to coach here at Yogi Triathlete with us. And they like created this great friendship and now they're rooming together. It's so cool. And then there's a bedroom in that villa that is open And so essentially you have like a private villa with two other amazing women. And then there's another villa, which is the villa that I'm in. And at this point we have one roommate, female roommate opportunity. And that is, um, Two twin beds in a room. We've got one woman who's um, on Team VPA, and it shares a bathroom with another woman on Team VPA, uh, also on Yogi Triathlete, and then uh, another woman, actually local here in Carlsbad, that's been to Maui and Costa Rica with us, and is now going to Galapagos. So uh, it would be a roommate. It's a roommate situation for a female who wants to go to the Galapagos. It's the most affordable option. And be in communion with three other amazing women. You'd be sharing a room with one other woman, and then I'm in that villa as well. And that's all we've got. We've got a roommate situation, and we have a couple's room, and that's it. It's it's almost sold out uh, in less than a week. So, but the interesting thing is that right at that point where I was about to make the financial investment, because there's a big financial risk and investment on my part anytime I do these retreats. And I'm always very clear in those moments. And I guess there's a little bit feels like there's some kind of safety, like when I'm doing it with Megan and Valerie, you know, it's not just me, um, but you're signing contracts and you're agreeing to things. And, and, uh, and I just, I was, I felt that edge so clearly. I was like, I could so easily just say, I'm not going to do this and go back to status quo, which is pretty, I like status quo. It's actually pretty nice life that I've got here. Or I can take money out of our personal savings account, invest it into this retreat and make it a go and just trust in the universe and focus on what I want and envision teaching in the open air studio and envisioning whatever, 10 yogis there with me and really using it as an, another level of training the mind. And it just felt so wrong to not let my yes be yes. So of course I made the investment. And um, and I think about the people who have described this as like their bucket list destination, their dream trip, all of which these people have acted on it and signed up for the trip. If I decided to just say, no, I'm not going to do this. It just feels too risky with the money or, I don't know. I just experience so crucial in this life. And I think amazing adventures are so crucial in this life. And I think getting away from the day to day is so critical, more so than ever. And I feel incredibly blessed that I have the courage to take these risks and create these platforms for people to do the same. We're all doing the same. We're all taking a leap into an experience that, um, Kind of promises to be pretty amazing. Uh it really, really looks so great. So that's what we've got. We've literally got two rooms left, enough for three people, two in one room, one roommate situation. I'm so of course I was gonna let my yes be yes. I'm so excited. I think it's the beginning of a lot of things with these guys. I can see myself doing an adventure every year. And I guess that begs the question, where should we go next? There's Iceland, there's Croatia, there's Peru, there's Bali, there's Bhutan, there's Sicily, there's Panama, there's Mexico. I mean, on and on. We have France. Um, We have amazing locations to manifest for the future. But right now, Galapagos, and if this is something that sits on your heart, get on the trip, come with us. It's June 22nd to the 29th. And then the ultimate goal is to fill this trip and create a waiting list and book the week before and just spend two weeks down there and run two retreats. So the week before is, uh, you know, something that's in the ethers and we'll see how that plans out. But I always think like, it's good to have like a super goal which would be really fun. And my job is to stay in the possibility and the positivity and the creation and the excitement about what's unfolding and this group of people that I get to hold space for on my first solo adventure, which I'm psyched about.
1: Yeah. Super exciting.
0: Yeah. It's been retreat frenzy the en- in this house. Energy
1: here has been super high. let's just say, (laughs) wheeling and dealing over there. It's been fun to watch. It's been fun to see. I have no doubts, of course. No doubts. It's just what's next.
0: Well, I had a meeting this morning with Megan and Valerie, and we were talking 2024 and 2025. So stay tuned on that. Uh, It's just crazy. Mm. It all started with, like, Megan's... It all started with knowing at some point, like, I would host retreats and having no idea how to do that. And even knowing that before I even became a yoga teacher and then Megan reaching out in 2019 saying, Hey, do you guys want to do a retreat? And then coming off of Costa Rica was my 13th retreat. That's wild.
1: And so wait, so, Oh, you have the one day one coming up.
0: Yeah. So right now we've got the Rhode Island, um, Portsmouth Rhode Island at Valerie's gorgeous house July 16th, nine to three. It's a one day retreat and it's going to be the beginning of the teaching that will go deeper in February when we're at our California retreat. Um, and we're really going to be talking about returning to our nature and living untethered. You know, what are, what are these things that are tethering us to a small life? Um, and someone might say, well, I like my small life. You're saying I'm not, shouldn't like my small life. I'm not talking about having a simple life. I'm talking about what's keeping us from living. You know, it doesn't matter what your life looks like on the outside. It's what's going on on the inside. And part of that is um, understanding your constitution and the body that you live in. So we're going to dive even deeper into Ayurveda and be experiencing that so people can understand how to get in touch with what the nature is of their body and the elements and their constitution and how that can help us live untethered um, to see the things that you know maybe benefit us, maybe aren't benefiting us. And then we're going to take that into a deeper teaching February 17th to the 21st, 2024 at the Ojas Retreat Center. We're having a women's only wellness yoga and meditation retreat. And that'll be a, a deeper dive into really experiencing Ayurveda and yoga as ways to not just re- remember your nature, but to live, to live from our nature. And that is a powerful, um, peaceful existence bliss <laughs> is what that is. So, and then Galapagos the following and Galapagos. June and then, so much. um, some other things that are on the list, but we're just, I'm not going to say those things right now. That's plenty right now. Yeah. It's a lot. Those are the things that are they are they have broken down into particles and they are in bookings uh, in the in the physical world. Yeah.
1: Awesome. What's up? What else? Nutrition.
0: All right. We can always wrap it up wrap with nutrition. Wrap it up with nutrition.
1: Uh, again, so this past weekend was uh, Massachusetts 17.3 and Eagleman 70.3, where we had uh, coach, our coaches were out there. Daniel was at Massachusetts with some of our athletes, and uh, Coach Melissa was at Eagleman, and she crushed it. She got a slot to Finland, so she'll be joining. Uh, Chris and Jeanette on the team in Finland this year.
0: That's amazing. Hey, was she, because remember we were tracking her and I was like, oh my God, there's like a battle going on. There was like a Canadian Melissa that was like one second behind her and one second ahead of her. Was she actually battling out there or were we I did think she we were know seeing, she was battling?
1: She she kind of felt that. She kind of felt the pivoting, at least in the first four miles. She also came down with a side stitch. So she was like, you know, certain, you know, running when she could and coming back when she could. And then she said, I think she saw one of the Women who went out of transition pretty quickly. A few miles later, just sitting on the side of the road. So I think there were some some things happening out there. Um, but she definitely had to work for it. She said, "So That's she, awesome." She finished eighth in her age group and got a slot to Kona. No, not Kona.
0: Finland. Ooh, foreshadowing Ooh, the seed.
1: And then Daniel returned to racing. Uh, so happy to to just witness that. And man, he's been working hard. And uh committed, disciplined, getting back and showed up in Massachusetts, our home state and, um, had had a great race, had a great race, great experience. And then coach Liz lives not too far away and he got to spend some time in Massachusetts. So, um, and then our athletes that race, congratulations to them. Uh, really cool to see everybody out there and, and some of them in our gear. That was pretty awesome. But wrapping this into nutrition, those that used the right stuff, which is some, a product that we incorporated or I did about a year, well over a year now, um, the first Pure Vita Cycling Challenge. Uh, the theme that's been happening, and I'll keep this quick, is just post-race, those that use it are having more restful sleep that night and less headaches going into the next day. So, there's a balance that happens in the body with electrolytes that this drink that was NASA developed uh, assists with. So, if you're curious about it, check it out. Uh, we'll put a link in the in the show notes um, and we have a small discount that you guys can use. Um, but try it out. It's called the right stuff. Um, it's really an electrolyte replacement that you can put inside your existing you know, sports drink. And uh, it's, a, it's actually took, took in a lot of these in Kona and it really helped me um, within the heat, really good for the heat. So long story short, we're seeing benefits of sleep and less headaches, less fuzziness the day after. And what does that do? Well, it helps jumpstart recovery so that you can get back out there and do it again.
0: Yes. Preservation of life. Like it's, it, to me, it feels like, um, the toll is not as deep. Yeah. It's good stuff. I like that. I think the jet fuel and the triple threat, the jet fuel is the goo roctane liquid calories with the right stuff. And then the triple threat becomes the addition of the pillar performance, (laughs) which we're loving that too. And, uh, we have a discount for that.
1: Through the feed, so oh yeah. yeah, So
0: contact us about that, and we will set you up with the feed. It is the only place you can get it right now in the U.S. Yep, we'll set you up with a um, sweet situation. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Wrapping this up, I gotta we gotta go to the farmers market, get vegetables, and I'm going to teach yoga. Let's go. All right.